Over the next few moments, I'm just going to share a few thoughts about some of the words we've sung together and that we've heard read from the Bible about this baby who was born in a manger, in a stable in Bethlehem, when everything changed. And over this Christmas period, many of us will be exchanging gifts. Even though trends and tastes have changed over time, the gesture of acquiring, preparing, and then giving gifts to people you love and value has been celebrated at this time of year for thousands of years in countries all around the world. And when it comes to this part of Christmas, giving gifts, there are so many different practices and traditions. And all of us think we've got it right, right? You know, in our house growing up, um, we used to come down the stairs and we were allowed stockings in the morning and we'd go for our stocking and then we were allowed to open one or two gifts to take to church with us and show the church what we got. And all the other kids had opened everything and they had these massive gifts like, ah, and I had some socks. And, And then we'd go home and we'd eat Christmas lunch, then we'd dry up. Then, then we'd watch the Queen's speech, and then we'd get to the presents. But I remember that feeling as a child, and maybe you're feeling this at the moment, when at Christmas, you come downstairs, and all around the tree, there's a, there's a pile of, of gifts, and, and the first thing you want to know is, who are they for? Is it for me? Which ones are for me? And then you go to them, and you go, what is it? not Lego. What is it? I wonder if you're excited about seeing presents tomorrow and going, what is it? But over the years, I've also found that giving gifts is quite fraught with danger. Firstly, have you ever been in the situation where someone gives you a gift and you haven't got them anything? (laughs) Or this has happened to me, the, your special, maybe your special someone, your partner, you say, you know, this year, we're not going to do gifts. And then they buy you something. Or I wonder if you are one of those last minute gift shoppers. And it's Christmas Eve, and you suddenly realize that you haven't got someone a gift. Anyone in that situation at the moment? Because it is Sunday trading hours today, and that you're in the four o'clock, the shops have closed. (laughs) However, just speaking from experience, the garage on the H6 is open, and (laughs) nothing says I love you at Christmas like five litres of antifreeze and some dying flowers. (laughs) Or maybe it's that feeling when you've perhaps opened some gifts and there's a few left, and you come to one, and it's got no name on it. The tag has become detached from the gift. And instead of asking, what is it? You're asking, who's it for? And if you were in my house growing up, we'd, all three of us would have made a case why this is probably for us. But there's only one person who knows who this gift is for. And the only person who knows who the gift without a tag is for is the person who has bought the gift to give. And at Christmas, we celebrate the gift of Jesus to the world. What is it? Well, we've heard the reading, John 3.16, God, if you like, writes a name tag and attaches it to this child. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, 
that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. But what is it? What does a child born thousands of years ago mean? Well, this child, Jesus, was born in Bethlehem and his birth fulfilled so many prophecies of the coming Messiah, the one who was promised to come to the world, sent by God to save the world. A gift like no other in human history. A gift that changed everything. Yeah, but what does a baby being born mean for me? Well, just like all of us, Jesus didn't stay as a baby just as well. He grew. And the Bible says he lived a sinless life. The Bible says he was fully God and fully man. In the Bible, we read some of his moral teachings which arguably haven't been improved upon in thousands of years. The Bible talks about these miracles he performed and that he died on a cross and rose from the grave. All of these moments fulfilling prophecy of the Messiah who would be crucified and raised from the dead. You see, the gift of Jesus at Christmas is the embodiment of God's love for the world. It's the embodiment of God's love and grace And through Jesus, God offers salvation and hope and reconciliation between humanity and God himself. Jesus provides a path to coming back to relationship with God, how we were created to be. He offers forgiveness and hope and the transformative power of God's love for everyone. But if that's what it is, then who's it for? Well, the same name tag says who's it for. For God so loved the world. But what do we mean by the world? What did the Bible mean by the world? I think the first visitors to Jesus tell us a little bit about that question. You see, when a baby's born, news spreads fast and people come and visit, right? Normally, friends and family. But the first visitors to Jesus were not who you would expect. They were led to Jesus by quite extraordinary circumstances. And the first ones were a group of shepherds living out in a field nearby to Bethlehem. And an angel appears to them. Okay, that doesn't normally happen. But their initial response is fear. They're scared. They're afraid. The Bible says in Luke 2, But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah. This will be a sign to you. You will find him lying in a manger wrapped in cloths. Just to help us understand this a little, because we don't have too many shepherds around these days. Shepherds in that culture and society were as close to being outcast from society as you could be as a Jew in those days without actually being outcast from society. And so the angels come into these, these outcasts, these shepherds, is a weird move, right? Unless God is trying to communicate something. Unless God is trying to turn the tables over and say that the people who used to be ignored and outcast are now not to be. So the Bible says the shepherds hurried from their hills and they saw Jesus in a manger. What do they do? They tell others, good news travels fast. They hear the good news, the Bible says. They see with their own eyes. They then tell others and then they worship 
this child. Like the childlike joy. When tomorrow we give and receive gifts and we go, what is it? The shepherds responded with joy and wonder. The Bible says they returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they'd heard and seen, which was just as they'd been told. So that's the shepherds. Then we meet, the you might know them as the wise men, the three kings. They were wise, possibly astronomers or astrologers from a faraway land. They were looking to the stars for a sign and they see this star that leads them to Bethlehem. And when they saw the star, the Bible says, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped. They were overjoyed. In fact, one translation of the Bible says it like this. They, were, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. I love that, that when they saw this child Jesus, they had joy upon joy upon joy. That then it expresses itself through worship to this child. You know, I think symbolically, these wise men, these kings, these shepherds symbolize the world, symbolize who the gift of Jesus is for, that those who are far away can see his star, that those who are searching can find him. The shepherds and the wise men show us that Jesus came for those who were near and far, that those who were Jew and those who were not that those who had lots and those who had little, that those who were educated and those who weren't, that those who were outcasts from society and those who held status in their society. And to me, that says that the gift of Jesus to the world is exactly that, to every single person who has ever lived, to the near, to the far, to the lost, to the broken, to the person maybe like you, I don't know, do you feel unlovely or unlikely? are unworthy, the gift of Jesus is for you. In a moment, we're going to sing one of my favorite carols, Joy to the World. And the first line says, Joy to the world, the Lord is come. You see, I think every one of us is searching for joy somewhere. I believe God has placed that quest in the human heart. But maybe... The gift tag has become detached from the gift. And I'd love for you to know today that the gift of Jesus at Christmas is for you. The carol goes on to say, let every heart prepare him room. What is it? Jesus. Who's it for? The world, the kings, the shepherds, you, me. And what does it bring? Joy. You know, we're so glad that you've joined us for this service today. But we'd also like to help you explore that journey, a journey towards Jesus, to explore more, to unpack the gift of Jesus for you. Today, I'd love you to know, wherever you are on your journey of life and even faith, that Jesus is a gift for you, that your name is on the tag, and I'd encourage you to explore that more like the wise men did, like the shepherds. And my prayer is that you might find him and not just find a religion, but find a God who brings faith and joy upon joy upon joy. <laughs>